is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 245 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're talking about the habits of successful people that you can put in place today. And we are talking to Sophia DeSantis about this. So before we dive into this episode, we are going to hear us talking about anxiety and overwhelm. I want to make sure that you guys grab my Mastering Overwhelm Guide. And if you haven't already grabbed that, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will make sure to send that directly to you, as well as you're going to hear Sophia talk about her Healthy Habits Guide. You also can obviously DM her or me for that guide as well. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hey, Sophia. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. I am excited to talk about this because we actually had someone on last episode talking a little bit about biohacking. And I feel like this connects really, really well when it comes to healthy habits and how we can use this to really amp up our business. Before we jump into that, though, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Absolutely. Um, So I'm Sophia DeSantis. I am the creator of Veggies Don't Bite, a health and wellness website. I am a meal systems expert, a plant-based recipe creator, and I focus on helping people feel empowered instead of overwhelmed when it comes to overall health and wellness. Um, I focus on teaching small habits that can lead to big changes. I originally helped my husband better his health by completely changing our family's diet. And I did this with a newborn and a one-year-old at the time. Um, So I know how crazy it can be. Um, I was a teacher for 14 years and I also have my master's degree in education plus my health coach certificate. So I've really have a lot of background when it comes to teaching um, each person and how their uniqueness helps them learn. And I fully believe that there is no one size fits all approach. So I have now retired from teaching and this is... I just run my young bus- my business with um, my three young kids and just go every day as I can. <laughs> yes. No, I love it. Um, and I love the story about how you were able to kind of change your overall family's health with because of what was going on with your husband. Um, so let's start off with how would you define a habit? So a habit, it's... I, Taking a quick step back when it comes to, I started thinking about habits when um, I thought about my teaching career and how you teach, when you teach, you have goals for your, for your students and teaching education. There's all these goals you have to meet by the end of the year and how goals can be overwhelming. And so we've always talked about breaking things up into small steps. However, even those sometimes can be overwhelming. And so I, I started thinking about the fact that like we have these things that we do every day. Um, that really are just habits of ours. And habits are kind of something that you automatically do without really thinking about it. And I thought that if we could do things that actually contribute to our health and wellness without really thinking about it, that would kind of be the key to reaching our health and wellness goals. And um, in general, health and wellness, you know, it encompasses body, mind, some people say actually spiritually as well. Um, You really want to avoid stress. And so breaking up, creating small habits that just automatically happen, help you avoid overwhelm and stress. 
Yes. I can definitely attest to that, that it's definitely something that has worked well for me is if it's something that I don't have to think about and it just regularly gets done, it's that much easier. So one of the questions I guess I think that I have is, do you feel that a habit has to be done daily or at a specific time of the day in order to work? Well, I think it just depends on the habit, you know? So some things like we brush our teeth, like that needs to be done daily or that's really gross. <laughs> um, but it really just depends. So like, for example, um, one of my habits that I've really tried to work on and I go up and down on is um, taking time, I guess you can call it meditation to be present in the moment. And I started attaching that habit to my working out. I don't necessarily work out every single day, but that habit is attached to my working out. So it works because I've attached it to something I already do to make it easy, but it's not necessarily done every single day, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely does. I think as someone that's very like routine oriented, which I am very much, don't get me out of my routine, I get grumpy. Um, it just it becomes just kind of second nature as part of like, this is what we're going to do at this time. This is what we're going to do at this time. Um, so, but I totally hear what you're saying with it, not necessarily needing to be daily. It's almost like you said, it's kind of connected to that activity. Um, yes. Perfect. All right. So can you give examples of healthy habits that actually lead to success? So in general, as humans, we just kind of like, um, you can think of any sort of, you know, like remote control, your phone, you have to be charged in order to perform your best. And you can tell like when things start losing their battery charge, they kind of start sticking and not working well. And that's kind of how we are. And as far as being charged, it really is connected to our overall wellness. It's not just our physical wellness, but it's also our mental wellness along with physical altogether um, that encompasses our wellness overall. And wellness is a continuum, right? Like there's no... There's no like end goal when it comes to your wellness. You can move back and forth on that continuum constantly. But in order to feel like you can perform at your best, you want to start, you want to have a positive forward motion. Um, so in my opinion, healthy habits that can lead to success are those that will contribute towards that positive motion on the wellness continuum. So I 100% think that when it comes to your habits, focusing on either the mental and or physical part of yourself, um, if you're a spiritual person, that can be another focus for you because if that's important to you, um, that's, you know, that's a good thing to incorporate. But making sure that it's something that resonates with you, not your neighbor, not what the person on Instagram you follow says, but it has to be something that resonates with you. So for me personally, the first thing that I really think about is my mental wellness, because I know that if I'm not mentally in a good place, I struggle with every other part of my life, including the physical part, you know? So I'm not like a hundred percent there mentally. Like it's harder for me to do the physical part, which I know physically when I move, I feel better. Um, so some examples of some healthy habits in mental wellness would be incorporating that daily meditation or quiet time, you know, whether it's meditation that is guided through like the call map for five minutes a day, or it's taking 10 minutes, minutes every morning or evening to lock yourself in a closet. If you have to away from your family and either closing your eyes, reading a book, 
doing something that is unplugging from the craziness of life um, is really, really important. And can even that small amount can reset your mind. Uh, Body-wise, I would say moving your body um, every day, even if that everyday movement is like a walk. I don't work out, quote unquote, work out every single day, you know, like a general workout, but I do move every day. Um, it's important to kind of get, you know, your, your, you know, blood flowing, especially if you like work at a desk. I mean, it could be that a daily habit would be if you work at a desk in an office is during lunchtime, you take a walk around the building before you sit and eat, or you take your lunch and you go walk somewhere to eat it. Just getting out in the sunshine to help kind of both your physical, you know, movement and your, your mind reset. It kind of does both. Um, it could also be, you know, working on the social spiritual part, it could be working on relationships. So maybe you incorporate every single week, two weeks, month, a day, night with your husband, um, a monthly meetup with your best friend, whatever it is to help work on that part of you. So these are just simple things that you can make part of your, you know, regular routine habits that really can help in all of those areas. So you mentioned multiple areas, right? You mentioned mental, physical, spiritual, and also I feel like social. Yes. Do you think that it makes sense to try to do one in each category or would you focus on one in particular and then start to move to the next? So I actually um, was talking about this with someone just previously. So I believe, like I said, wellness is a continuum. I don't think that you have to, like when you have a goal, in each category, I don't think you have to necessarily finish the goal in one before moving to the other. I think that it is something that is a sliding scale. Like for example, for me, um, a few goals that I've had in the last couple of years is um, incorporate meditation. Um, another goal for me physically has, I've always wanted to do a handstand. And when I started incorporating like um, yoga into my life, when it comes to meditation, as I, I started realizing, I want to be strong. I want to be able to do a handstand. And then also for me was removing gluten out of my life because it's something that my body just does not do well with anymore. So I didn't necessarily like just do one and then the other, and then the other, I kind of moved in between. So I started with that small habit that I really wanted to attach the, you know, five minutes of meditation to my, um, my workouts. Now, could I go up to 10, 20 minutes a day? Absolutely. But for me, five minutes felt manageable for a while and I wanted to stick with it. So I moved from that to starting, you know, a habit to work on my handstand. And I don't, I still cannot hundred percent do a handstand without a wall behind me. I mean, I can for a couple of seconds, but I still am not comfortable in the middle of the floor, but so I'm not done with that goal, but I am still working. You know, once I met my goal of being able to get up for a couple of seconds next to a wall, you know, I'm moving on to something else. So I don't think, I think that it's more the habit versus the goal when it comes to, you know, moving in between. So once you've created a small habit and you feel like that's enough for now in that area and you want to move on to another area, I think it's great because it's, it's not, you know, a, a black and white end goal type of thing. It's a continuum. Yes. And I think when you're talking about healthy habits, it reminds me of a book. I'm trying to think of the exact name of it and it wouldn't come to my brain as I was sitting here, but it's about like habits to actually put in place for successful people that have done. And they talk about the different things that you can put into place. Um, and they talked about trying to do all of them. Like you're supposed to spend five minutes doing this, 10 minutes doing that, five minutes doing that. And for me, I found that certain ones of those 
didn't work. Like it wasn't what I felt. It didn't help. It just more than anything else, I was annoyed with it and felt stressed because I was losing more time in my day trying to do all these healthy, these successful habits that they like to connect it to. Um, but so I guess my question is, how do you know when a healthy habit you're trying to put into place just isn't the right fit for you? I think because what you just said is you feel overwhelmed. A healthy habit shouldn't make you feel overwhelmed. It should make you give you that, you know, like, so human nature, when we feel overwhelmed, we're not going to want to continue doing it. You know, like if we keep getting negative feedback, it, it it detracts from what we're trying to do. However, if we're getting positive feedback, like we talk about with kids, when you get positive feedback, it pushes us forward. So if you're trying to do something and you feel frustration, it's time to take a step back and, and make a smaller habit. It's not enough. So when I started with the meditation thing, I didn't start by connecting it to my workouts. I started by once a week doing it for five minutes because that felt manageable because I wasn't doing it at all. I thought it was for hippies. I'll be honest. I thought meditation was a joke. And I really did. I was like, I don't meditate. I'm not a hippie. This is stupid. But I knew like at some point in my life, I knew that I had to start incorporating it because it was the only thing I could do to get my mental you know, wellness into a place that I wanted it. So I started small and it really just depends like on who you are. If you're some things that are going to overwhelm me are not going to overwhelm the next person. It depends on where you're starting, what your why is, what your overall intention with it is. You know, like my intention is not to be um, this like monk and meditate for two hours a day. Like that's just not my intention. I don't want to do that. My intention is just to do it enough to quiet my mind when I'm feeling crazy. And there's sometimes that I'm going to need it more than others. So it's not like, you know, you're going to just like working out. Some days you're going to work out for 45 minutes and some days you're going to do like a quick 20 minute or cause that's what you can fit in, you know? So it, I think that there's no, I think stepping away from this black and white rule-based world, um, is uh, it's a key component actually to mindfulness. It's one of the pillars of mindfulness is stepping away from the judgment and from like what you think should happen, you know, and just listening to your own body, the trust within yourself and, if you're trying to do something and it's frustrating for a long period of time, you know, of course, something may not be easy at first, but frustration is not good. Um, so I would say that, like, if you're incorporating something to your life about, let's say, 80% of the time, and it seems natural, feels natural, and you're doing this for about three weeks and feels still great, you're pretty good with that habit. It's starting to incorporate into your life. Do you think that some people are more prone to be able to incorporate specific habits in different areas or categories based on their previous experiences and what they did maybe growing up or in their 20s or if they're able to kind of fall back into something? So I'll give you what I, why I'm asking that question. Um, I have found for myself that anytime it comes to some area of working out, some area of fitness, running, actually doing a workout. That is so much easier for me to incorporate than anything else because I feel like it's kind of programmed into my body because of playing college sports. So does that seem yeah. relevant? <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, of course, you know, as we grow, like we create these stories in our life, like that's part of who we are. And some of those stories benefit us and some do not. So I think that can actually go both ways, you know, like it could create habits that aren't conducive for meeting your wellness goals and it could create habits that are, um, 
However, like, for example, like I talked about meditation, I never meditated. I never had any intention of doing it, but a life event or series of events caused a trajectory for me and I had to change. So I think that every life event, whether it's something that you grew up with or you're used to, or it's a a major new life event that happens and a revelation that comes from that, um, I think those definitely set us up for, you know, making habits easier or whatever it is. Um, I think that we incorporate our past with our present. And that's kind of, I think, a piece that some people miss is they um, they think that A, like, oh, I don't ever do that. Like what I used to think about meditation. God, why would I do that? I'm not a hippie. So that's just a story I created for myself. Whereas um, I think that in the the achievement of wellness in general, taking a step back and um, accepting life for how it is in the present moment, along with taking your past in, you know, in mind is, is important to get those habits to a place. So one of the things that you said earlier, and I just kind of heard myself thinking about it too, is that with your handstand that you're practicing, that was the physical, right? And it was kind of tied to a goal. So I think that's where I struggle when I try to put something into place, like journaling, I don't understand the goal. Like what am I working toward? to be able to write more, to be able to feel a little less crazy. Like what does that? So I don't know. Have you found like for meditation, meditation is also something like, how are you connecting that to knowing that you're meeting a goal? So, um, I absolutely think a habit needs to be connected to a goal and a purpose because it, it seems irrelevant if it's not, and you're not going to continue it. Right. Um, for me, the meditation piece is connected to my goal of controlling my anxiety. So I, you know, like I, and you know, when I started going through early onset menopause, my anxiety peaked and I had to go on medication for a short period of time, but I couldn't do it long-term. I had all these side effects and my goal was to, to control my anxiety. Um, and I couldn't do it the traditional way of medication. And so I was told by doctors, by many, you know, health practitioners that, well, you can, you know, work on the behavioral piece of it. And so that is my goal. So when it comes to what certain times in my life, when things happen and my anxiety seems to be more, I need to increase that meditation to control it. So that's always in the back of my mind is how I anxiety makes me feel and how meditation and disconnecting for those five minutes and focusing helps quiet my mind. Um, so that's my goal. Um, I am not a writer. So journaling is definitely something people have, you know, other, you know, healthcare professionals have said, oh, incorporate that. I hate to write. As you know, like I just, I've hired people for my business to do my writing. I, there's things I do like to write about, but it's just in general, it's not something that brings me peace. So if I were to journal, that also would be part of my goal for meditation, but I think that it would frustrate me. So that's why I've never, I never taken that piece off. But I do think it has to be connected to something, whether it is a long-term goal or a small habit that you want to create as a bigger habit. Um, you know, like for me, the meditation, just doing it one day a week was something I knew eventually I'd like to have done it more days of the week. So it was my first step, first little habit that I created for um, another habit down the line that I wanted to reach. Um, I do think too, that like when these goals don't necessarily have to be like um, these epiphanies, it could just be that you for example, let's take being a business owner. Like you want to be able to manage running your business better. And we both know like how the craziness of running your own business. And if we think about that general idea of running our own business, it seems overwhelming. But if we break it down, a piece of that is being in a good place mentally. 
you know, like if we're not in a good place mentally, we cannot be successful in so many areas of our life. And so part of that mental piece is, okay, well, what is it that you struggle mentally? Is it anxiety? Is it overwhelm? Is it whatever it is? And then breaking it down further with taking that time to disconnect every day can help with that. So it's kind of like just slowly walking down that ladder. And um, what I've recently, like, I actually recently had somebody ask me about, you know, about this and they referred to me as a goal coach. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a good title of something that I, I do because I've been a goal coach for most of my adult life because that's what I did in my teaching career as well. Cause I worked with kids in special education is same idea. You're taking a big end goal and you're breaking it up into manageable steps and taking those steps and making them as a habit, part of your everyday life. That's something you don't think about is, you know, the way you can actually truly naturally successfully meet those wellness goals. Yeah. And I love the way that you talked about how the meditation was connected to the way that you were feeling. So it's almost like it's the anxiety's less there. So let's say, for example, you were to rate it for just as, as an example for people yeah. that are listening. They're like, how do I even take a look at this? Well, if you were to say like your anxiety is at a five or it's at a two, depending upon what you're able to do, and you can definitely notice a decrease. I think that's how you connect your goal. Um, and meditation is such a great example because like you said, it's kind of a little woo, it's kind of a little out there. Um, but if you notice that you are feeling more centered and better able to make decisions, it just makes it shows that it's that much more connected to what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and it's, when we talk meditation, I'm not sitting there like making noises and alming. I'm sitting there like being in the present moment, listening to a guided, you know, like, you know, guided thing from calm or now I'm to the point where I just sometimes just sit there and disconnect my mind. And I will tell you three, two or three years ago, if you told me that I had to disconnect my mind, I'd laugh in your face. I could never disconnect my mind. Like my mind was a swirling like pool of a bazillion things at once. And I just thought that was normal. And that was me. And when it all came crashing down, I was like, no, you can't you can't be that way. That's not normal actually to feel that way all the time. I mean, it's normal to feel that way some of the times because of life, but that's why it's so important to disconnect and sit there and be silent for even five minutes a day is important. And we all know this last year, being alone and silent has been very challenging, (laughs) very challenging. (laughs) So talk to me about your healthy habits guide. What will my audience walk away with from it? So Generally, it's um, the Healthy Habits Guide kind of breaks it down kind of a little bit like we did today, but in more detail about walking you through like finding your why, goals that are associated to it, and from those, like creating those small um, little habits that can be connected with those. So it's like a method to teach you how to create small habits in your everyday life to be able to move you towards those bigger changes. Um, It's kind of teaches you how to beat the overwhelm and just feel empowered when it become comes to like your own life, instead of feeling like, you know, life is taking you, you being able to like take some of that back. Um, it gives examples of healthy habits, you know, connected to certain goals. It has tracking sheets to help keep you accountable. Um, and basically just kind of walks you through it as well as, um, a guide can without, you know, me being in your ear all the time. All right. So speaking of ear, my next question was going to be for you. Um, where can people learn more about what you do and connect with you? So I'm hoping you're going to mention podcast. Now I'm going to push yeah. it into the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. My podcast, um, gosh, I am, I can't even believe how far I've come. I've really actually love 
uh, doing a podcast and I never thought that it would be something to do because I never really listened to them until recently, like the last couple of years. Um, but my podcast is called real food, real conversations, and it has evolved to talking about anything wellness whatsoever. Um, I have some amazing guests on there with such great information and I do a a lot of episodes myself with, you know, the great information I share. So that is on all the things, um, all the places you listen to podcasts, but mostly, um, that purple, I, you know, podcast app. And, um, I connect every episode. It's also on my website, veggiesdontbite.com. I have a whole section with my podcast that has write-ups and links to all the things I talk about in there. Um, which makes it really easy if you're a listener, cause you don't have to remember, you know, websites, you can just link it, you know, click on it right there. Um, I also have my Instagram account, which I am most active on. I answer all my DMs. Um, if you want to see my crazy life with my crazy children, definitely follow me on there. Um, the stories will make you laugh and or cry. I don't know. It depends on the day. (laughs) Um, and then I'm also on my email a lot. I love my email list. I really, um, really try and get people on my email list because I share a lot of great information on there. So and on my website, Instagram, there's a lot of places you can um, click to join my email list, but you can also always email me at Sophia at veggiesdontbite.com. Perfect. And your Instagram is at veggiesdontbite. So my audience is very much trained that if they want something like your healthy habits guide, they can send you a quick DM and just say, Hey, can I have your healthy habits guide? And you'll send it to them via DM. That works. Yep. A hundred percent. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Sophia, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and my audience. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me come on here. I love sharing about this stuff because, you know, the more we're all happier, the better life is. (laughs) Very true. All right. Well, there you have it. This was such a great episode. I love talking about habits because I really do think that when you have healthy habits in place, it makes it that easier to stick to a routine and be able to feel better emotionally, physically, all of the things so that you can then move your business forward. I hope that you have already grabbed Sophia's Healthy Habits Guide. If not, send her a DM at Veggies Don't Bite. You can also grab my Mastering Your Overwhelm Guide by sending me a DM at Jenny underscore Melrose asking for that Mastering Overwhelm Guide and I will send it directly to you. As always, you guys, I appreciate you so much when you take the time to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. It helps to get great guests to be able to come on and share their knowledge. So if you haven't already left a review, I would so appreciate it if you would take the time to do so. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then.